Rise and shine, Mr. Freeman. Rise and shine. to the Mouse and Joystick Podcast for the month of July. We are currently recording this episode on the 29th of July, 2016. And before we really get into it, I'd like to introduce the first guest on the show, Miss Rihanna Holland. Rihanna, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm Rihanna Holland, the host of Takeout Comics. Um, and our new co-host, Kim, will be back um, hopefully very soon. Um we will have a new video for that up um, on the actual YouTube channel, hopefully in the next couple of days, where I will be talking about Batman Rebirth. Um, I'm just a, like like a comic book nerd from Minneapolis. Awesome. We're so glad to have you on the show now. Uh, before we get into it, Michael, I know how you guys been doing. I'm doing all right. I've been doing pretty good this month. Anything new or exciting happened in your life since the last time we did an episode? Uh, I've had my birthday. And I Happy also. Birthday. Happy birthday! Thank you. I've also bought myself a present, which we will get into later. <laughs> yes, we will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also bought myself a present, but I'll just go ahead and tell you it's a, a new phone. I, when I saw the Moto Z, I just had to jump on that while I could, because who doesn't like a 3,500 milliamp battery and modular backs for it? Excellent, excellent. I unfortunately have only bought myself a little bit of a new present, which was a Nintendo 3DS. I'll talk more about that after our first segment. So I guess we're all buying presents for ourselves now for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what what's up with that. I had an excuse. You had so. an excuse. We were just like, yeah, new electronics, let's go. I blew like six dollars on comic books to get today. You guys are weird, but all right. <laughs> hey, I bought comics last week. Okay. Well, all right. All right, so we're so we're good with that. Good at that. So yeah. Um, as far as new games have been concerned, I think we've all been playing some similar things, or at least one thing in particular, and that was the giant sensation that some people sort of saw but not to the extent that actually happened which was pokemon go um so yeah like all the pieces all the pieces were in place for this to be like the biggest scene of all time and it ended up being like the biggest scene of all time <laughs> even like i'm so kind of surprised it happened even though i really shouldn't be because it's it's a freaking free-to-play pokemon game available on everyone's phones and it ended up being hugely successful. I think in the first two weeks alone, it reached like 10 million downloads or something like that. It That's surpassed like, Twitter and Tinder, I think, in the first couple of days. It beat out <laughs> Twitter and Tinder for the most popular applications. Wow. Let that sink in. So like, let's, let's get into Pokemon Go. Let's talk about what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, and what we'd like to see from it in the future. 
Does anyone want to just jump in and start nerding out about it? Oh my god, I love this game. Like, <laughs> it's this is everything I wanted as a fourth grader. Like, it's it's interactive, and you get to go out and you meet other people just like in the park at midnight playing Pokemon, and you're like, hey, there's a Lapras over there, and other people are like, what? Um, it's it's fabulous. I love everything about it, except that you can't trade with other people. That really bums me out. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That, you can't that, trade and you can't battle. That's definitely something I would like to see implemented in the future. But just, just looking at it now and how it is, I think they did a very good job considering all of the people that they had to please. Mm -hmm. Like, you can just you know try to get the people that are nostalgic for it in there, and they'd probably have a good time. You could, or you could try to target people that are just like, hey, it's a cool little game where you like fling things at monsters and they're kind of cute. So that's that's kind of fun. But no, they actually managed to balance it out and appeal to every demographic. And now we're like a month after the release and it still hasn't really tapered off that much. I, I mean, there, yeah, I of course, so. there's going to be a little bit after a while, of course. But like for the most part, it's held its momentum. Uh, I don't, I mean, there's a lot we could say as far as how good this application actually is or what it doesn't do as well like i mean we'll, we'll probably keep mentioning things we like let's let's start talking about things that we don't really like about it. like what's something that you wish that they had done differently or maybe they should just do undo entirely with this application uh for me personally i wasn't a huge fan of the combat system yes it, it kind of let it didn't really fit the theme for pokemon just like a really weird like aggressive tapping simulator kind of thing yeah and like it's not very responsive i know it's an early build you know first first build coming out you know it's like kind of the first multiplayer aspect of the or multiplayer feature so you expect some bugs but i really think they should have uh, at least tried to stick to a similar format that uh we we're kind of used to as far as pokemon games go to like something more turn-based yeah, maybe turn-based or maybe uh, bring in some of the characteristics of, like, abilities rather than, like, you have your main attack and then one special ability kind of thing. So instead of this tap fest you have on, make it more strategic. I don't know, because I feel like you lose a lot of the strategy that went into Pokemon's, Pokemon battles. Um, you know, you still have the type type differences that give you bonuses for attacking uh, the weaknesses and strengths, but I feel like there is a little bit lacking um, as someone who's played uh, around in Pokemon before. So that's just my thought, though. What they could do is they could implement a like word, like words of friends kind of system where it is turn based, but whenever it is your turn, you get like a notification on your phone that lets you know that it's your turn and you have a certain amount of time to react to what was going on. Just so that you don't sit there in these forever long stalemates of people not responding to their turns or something. Yeah. That's always an option. Like, yeah, like the combat system is pretty bare bones at the moment. It's just kind of serviceable. Really, like what it comes down to right now is get the per get the Pokemon with the most DPS and then just start spamming away at a gym. So, of course, that leads to some Pokemon being really freaking good over others even though maybe they shouldn't be 
because like type advantage is kind of irrelevant in this game. Yeah, it almost except for the special attacks. Yeah, special attacks can hurt if you have the type advantage, but like sometimes it's better just to keep spamming your basic attack because that would do more damage per second. Yeah, because you could get three or four normal attacks that do you know twenty five percent more than one of your special attacks. So why would you bother trying to? It's, it's like. Water Gun, for example, is probably the best move in the entire game because it has one of the shortest animation times and it does pretty solid damage all around. Whereas you can compare it to something like Confusion, which does about the same amount of damage per hit, but it takes twice as long to attack with it. So it's like, well, using this attack is kind of just handicapping me. I could just be doing something else or using a different Pokemon rather than yeah. this one that's just kind of sitting there flailing around. And the dodge mechanic kind of felt clunky to me. Um, Do people even bother using that? Right, because I feel I like it's... all the time. Oh, is it good? Like I've never really yeah. bothered. I mean, it's a you kind of have to know when to time it. Like when uh, I mean, particularly with moves like confusion, where you're like, oh, that guy's powering that up. Um, it's it's a matter of like knowing when to use it because it is like it's a it's not like a second nature thing. It's not easy to pick up. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I do use it all the time, but I wish there was a different way to work around that kind of mm -hmm. it's not the best mechanic but i'm not sure what i don't have an alternative suggestion right. as far as smartphones go because you know you are worried about time too because like if it is turn-based you know those those battles could be drawn out to hours rather than a few seconds how they are now and then at that point you know you're slowing down the pace of the game and then you're losing uh morale and you're like oh wow this is kind of taking long you might forget about it you know and it just kind of falls to the back back of your mind rather where you're like up in front and like kind of repeatedly doing these battles over and over again trying to grind away at the gym it's a good point i do it think it does like, really hold the attention of like the more add players myself included i think <laughs> um if you can get through a gym battle and like you know the some of the really stacked ones take like 10 minutes maybe Mm -hmm. um and that's like a reasonable amount of time to like especially i don't know it's probably gonna eventually like be you know there'll be weather conditions and whatever else that you'll have to deal with um and then probably just keep conquesting onto the next nearest gym so i as much as it would be cool to have it be turn-based i can see where that would be a lot more time consuming yeah for sure like i think the idea that they have in place of this system is fine like faster battles more often it's probably the formula go I think if they maybe balance some of the Pokemon better, it would fix some of the, the problems that I'm, we're having with the system right now, where some Pokemon are pretty common, but they just absolutely wreck gyms. Like, for example, Vaporeon. Mm -hmm. Eevees are really common, but if you get a Vaporeon, he has more health and like more damage than all the other evolutions. So if you get a Vaporeon for like 25 candy, He's as good, if not better, than like Snorlax and Dragonite, who are these super rare, super powerful Pokemon. But it's like, oh yeah, he's super common. Now. I'm just going to get like six of these guys and then go take over every gym in my town. No one can do anything about it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of been my experience. I got you know, like level uh, 1400 CP Vaporeon a couple weeks ago. And that's literally just been my go-to for every gym battle. And it has not failed me once. Doesn't matter on typing. Oh no, like he's taking out electric types and grass types just fine. 
But so like, I wish they would have focused a little bit more on that as well. It's kind of another problem. Like some of the grass types, for example, don't really have good grass type moves. So like executors, for example, I think his main attack is confusion. So there's no type advantage there. Uh, even a thunder, the electric type Pokemon, their attacks aren't very good too. Cause like Thundershock does, it is really fast, but the damage on it's so low that it doesn't really have overall good DPS. Especially if it's in a defensive Pokemon, like one that's defending a gem, where they attack slower anyway. So, like, I don't really know how they can really make the system better, but I can kind of see what they're going for. Yeah. And I, I think there is a way to make it better, but I just don't know what that is now. It's, it's a hard concept to try to think about. Obviously... Um... Is it what? What was the name of the company? It's not Nintendo, right? Niantic. Niantic. They uh, they obviously had to think about it for a while to be to be something close to Pokemon and not it. It couldn't be the same thing because that takes way too much time, especially if you're trying to like if you're not, you can't always be at a gym, obviously, and you to fight uh, the people that are challenging you, and you can't everyone can all can't always be at their on their phone because I've seen people. <laughs> at like the campus next to me or like other uh, gyms at like two in the morning trying to do gym battles and obviously people have to sleep. So I think having a way where like you have to respond to a battle might would have been really hard and I'm glad they didn't try to do that. Um, it would have been, I think having like an AI control you as a defense is a little bit of a, like a handicap basically because you have no control over like, maybe you could have beaten them in a battle, but you have no control over it, really. It's just how fast they can tap their screen. I I have no solution. I, I can't think of anything that they could really do better. We're not I game wish... designers. Exactly. <laughs> well, there's, <laughs> there's many reasons for that, yeah. And I, uh, I think that uh, they should have, in auto attacks at least, like... I know, like, most Pokemon, especially low-level, they normally get, like, a normal attack, like, Tackle or or uh, Slam or Headbutt or whatever. But it would have been cool to have, like, their auto-attacks just be something type-specific. And I think that would help a lot with um, the uh, type advantages. But then again, uh, I guess they were trying to pull in people who hadn't played Pokemon before, which... I mean, this definitely appeals to a lot of people who have no idea what Pokemon is. Obviously, with how much attention it's been getting, a lot of these people have never played Pokemon before. Yeah, they definitely shot for the middle as far as who they were trying to please, which, you know, is smart. It's it's a perfectly fine thing to do. Yeah. yeah. It's a little uh, bit frustrating, though, because I feel like the, the people that have been playing Pokemon for as many years as most of us have, mm-hmm. like... I mean, we've got all this knowledge that you can't necessarily do anything with, you know, knowing right. who's psychic type and fire type and, you know, what all of those, like, the strengths and weaknesses of all of those. So I guess, yeah, my suggestion would be is slow down the combat where you might start spacing out uh, time in between attacks so you can maybe f- uh, flesh out the dodge mechanic, maybe add in gestures so you can do different types of attacks kind of switch it around a little bit, but then focus really on the typing. So maybe you don't attack as much, but if you do land an attack and you are typing correctly, you get more of an impact than you were if you're just, you know, picking a a fighter and spamming your attacks left and right and just trying to brute your way through. 
that is the thing that like, every single move in the game is very offensive oriented. There's no defensive moves. There's no stat moves. So like if you're someone that likes to play Pokemon in a way where you're very focused on putting status effects on your opponent and then like delaying them with protect or defenses or something, that kind of play style is not available to you at all right now. Yeah, I, I don't know if it ever will be. Right, but like it's it, kind of hard to implement. Can't really do that when the combat's so fast paced at the moment. Just like go in there and tap away with your strongest attack and try to see what happens as a result. And I mean, like as a ten year old or whatever, when I started playing Pokemon, for the most part, it was like, oh, Tail Whip. That's totally irrelevant. That doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Why would I ever use that? Um, like... So I can see why, if they were aiming for the middle demographic, why they wouldn't include that at all at this point. I for sure did not have the patience for that kind of play style when I was a kid. Definitely not. I just wanted to go in there, get the most powerful attacks, and just like one shot everything if I could. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was so satisfying. Like you can never go wrong with a Charizard or flamethrower. That's for <laughs> exactly. Sure. Nobody's gonna be like, "Well, you should have done." I don't growl or whatever his <laughs> initial move is. Like, who keeps Bite, that around? Scratch. No, you use your dragon Pokemon and you sp spray them with fire. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Just dragons everywhere. Exactly. That's all. That's my whole plan. Dragon. I love it. <laughs> so, one of the most unique things that I've, in my opinion, in this game is the way that Pokestops and gyms have been implemented into real-world locations. Not just yeah. not just the most popular places, but like they're primarily focused on like churches and historical landmarks or like small independent businesses. Mm -hmm. So it's been really awesome to see that Pokemon Go has brought people out onto the streets and they're actually like going and occupying the smaller independent places. And actually bringing a lot of business to some of these places. I've seen some places like down the road from me, there's a little pizza place. It's, you know, it's not a chain or thing. It's just like a single owned place. Every night they drop a Pokemon lure there. And I see a few people drive up, chill there next to the pizza place with the Pokemon lure. And they order food and catch Pokemon for like an hour or two. Cool. So like... The businesses are taking advantage of this game and they're benefiting everyone as a result. Like, I want to hear your guys' opinions on how the Pokestops and gyms have been implemented in that way. I really love it. Like, I mean, I've been, I've run into people in public parks in the middle of the night and a lot of times, like, Pokestops are on top of, like, landmarks that I had no idea were even technically there. Like, there's like, hey, here's a, here's, you know, the Ukrainian Heritage Center. And I'm like, I didn't, well, that's what that building was, but I guess they dropped a lure and there's a bunch of people hanging out there right now catching Eevees. That's really cool. Yeah, it kind of really brings um, these like sub-communities together and like unites everybody, you know, they may not, may not have come in contact with, you know, because um, I've gone to a local university a few times and there's been well over 100 people just chilling out in the garden, laying down, having a good time, playing music talking to everybody mm -hmm. and just like truly enjoying themselves. Nobody's, you know, 
didn't look like anybody's having a bad time. I don't have heard any bad stories of people getting in fights or anything on the local news. So I feel like it's been going relatively well here. Um, you know, you have the few isolated incidents, but those are probably picked up pretty quickly by the media and stuff to just get a few views. But I think as far as I can tell, the way they've distributed them has been pretty even and has done well so far. Yeah, I I definitely think that uh, it I I just I just love it get it gets people out and so many people that loved Pokemon I don't know I'm I guess it's more personal than anything don't go out very much or at least outside um, <laughs> and to get people out and seeing their own community that they may not have seen it before I mean do we do outside sometimes um, <laughs> I uh, I think it's awesome that it's getting people to do that and actually getting people to exercise too, because everyone wants to get those eggs and everyone wants to get those 10 kilometer eggs done as fast as they can. Maybe they'll get a Snorlax or something. And as long as you're not like trying to cheat your way through it with like your car or whatever. Oh, uh, drive slowly. Yeah. <laughs> just go in the right hand lane, put your blinking lights on and just like, Cruise in uh, neutral. There you go. Come of the air. <laughs> and uh, I feel like ten miles an hour is a little too slow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen videos of um, Central Park in New York and how crazy it is with all the Pokemon in it, and how people will like be like running across it for like when a different Pokemon spawns on like the other side of the park. And I have heard some crazy stories of like you know like. Um, people will put lures on a Pokestop and then they'll try to rob the people that come up to them. And that's pretty scary. And I know that um, that's actually gotten out a little bit. And I know most people have heard of it and they all just know that definitely try to go when you're going out, especially at night for to go like Pokestop hunting or just Pokemon hunting in general, just definitely go like with a group of friends or with at least one other person just be safe because this like, like we said, this app is huge, and a lot of people have it. So, it, like, people will know where Pokestops are, and just to be careful, because some people, uh, some people are obviously taking advantage of this. There hasn't been that many of those incidences since, like, the first week the game has been out. From yeah, what, from what I've seen, it was just hilarious when that first happened because I'm like, "Holy crap, Team Rocket's real!" <laughs> it's actually happening and it's still your, so yeah. many of the in-game stereotypes have been happening because when we've played those games we've all been like oh yeah I'm definitely like the cool trainers the the ones with like the big powerful Pokemon they're like that's how I am and then ever since this game came out I'm like no it turns out I'm the bug catcher that's all I'm catching <laughs> Yeah, I used to make fun of this guy but now I feel his pain nothing but Weedles Weedles and Pidgeys <laughs> Weedles and Pidgeys so it's like I'm gonna throw on some comfy shorts and go get my really high-leveled rat tag and just cruise the town. Is that a reference to the bug catcher who says, "I like shorts; they're comfy and easy to wear, and red and blue." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like those people exist now. There's like actual Ooh. Pokey gangs. There's actual like Team Rockets. It's just like wow, this is it's crazy that it actually happened that way. Yeah. Have you guys? 
like a lot of the like the negative kind of pushback. I don't know. It's been showing up in my newsfeed. People who are like, you know, shut up about Pokemon Go. Just why don't you all stay home? Just go back to your houses or whatever. I, I'm not really sure where the anger comes from, but I've seen a lot of it. I I've seen some, and I'm just like, I, I don't know. I guess people are just mad that we're having fun. Those people don't like it when other people are having fun. Exactly. I don't yeah. like. We're not hurting them or anything. The best ones are the people where they're like, why are you all outside playing Pokemon? Why don't you go get a job or something? And I'm like, that's I like, it's 10, uh, 10 o'clock at night. Where are they supposed to be working right now? Like, what's jobs? They already have a full time daytime job. Like, what do you want them to do? Go get another job? I don't know. I think, I mean, people are salty. Yeah. They see others having fun. And they're like, I don't, well, I, I want to have fun too, but I don't want to be doing what they're doing. They- they're just sticking with the stereotype that Pokemon's not cool because, like, before Pokemon Go came out, everyone still thought po- people that played Pokemon were nerds or whatever. I don't know. It's like the high hey school man, dilemma. I had, like, two friends in fourth grade because I was a girl and nobody wanted to hang out with me because all I wanted to do was play Pokemon. <laughs> and uh, now, my, now I'm making friends playing Pokemon. This is the dream. This is it. This is now. I'm this, so happy. This is your fourth grade used dream right now. Exactly. It's, it's, it's nostalgia and wanderlust, and it's like you you get to level up all at the same time. Like it's this is a dream come true as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely, it's definitely awesome that all these like I guess closet Pokemon lovers are actually coming out, and like we can actually see all the people that we had no idea we could actually talk Pokemon with. Yeah, common ground you had no idea about. <laughs> all right so cool so uh kind of talked about things we liked disliked we can move on i think maybe well, things we want to add yeah, what's your pokemon go wish list oh we forgot to talk about um the team so we get we, we have to oh. talk about the team oh yeah it's team valor for life <laughs> yeah we can't really even talk to you because everybody here is team valor yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're kind of biased <laughs> So, that is true. Uh, I guess we're just the greatest. <laughs> we could like reiterate all the the cultures surrounding each team that's forming on the internet. But... Absolutely. Like I've seen little memes pop up from people inside the team talking about other teams, and I'm like, that's not how we are at all. I like it though. Because <laughs> yeah. I think really... Valor, Valor gets a bad rap. Yeah, we're like viewed as the bad guys of Pokemon Go for some reason. I don't okay. know how. I don't know how that started, but. Cool, I'll take I've heard it. It's like the impulsive, like Gryffindor, like idiots that are just like, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we're like the Leroy Jenkins of Pokemon Go. It seems like we have I'm plot okay armor on our side. I'm okay with that. At least I have a ticket. <laughs> I uh, I think that it's weird that like, on it, like the first couple of days, no one was level five yet, and everyone's like, oh, what team are you gonna pick? And then like the next week, everyone started getting in fights over the teams. Well, also just fuck Team Mystic. I'm gonna say it. I don't, and like, I I almost picked, I'm like, I didn't really know which one to pick. I'm like, yellow, uh, I don't really like the color yellow, and it was between red and blue, and I'm like, um, I guess I'll just go red. And I never, I didn't really have like a, you know, something behind it why i picked red trace it it called out to you 
Okay, well, honestly, when I did level up to level 5, I was blanking and I was tired, and I didn't even think about the the um, legendary birds. I was, I didn't think... Th in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the people, and I'm like, I none mm, of these people are Those dark solettes. Yeah. I, <laughs> exactly. So mysterious. Although now they have a face to the, the characters. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh... I like how Team Instinct still looks like the derpiest. Yeah. <laughs> All my friends like... are Team Instincts. All so, the fan I'm so sorry to hear that. It's just been hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like each team has really grown and taken on their own sort of personality, even though they're a huge collection of individuals. Yeah, no, one, no one's really running anything. We're all just sort of saying stuff and people just assume things. It's like collectively formed. <laughs> We'll see where it goes. Maybe Niantic will actually, like, you know, confirm things or, like, I don't know, group us better. I don't know. Gross statistics that, you know, kind of give us some stereotypes to go off. Yeah, like, who <laughs> yeah. has the most gems right now? That's what we all want to know. Oh, yeah. How long do they hold gems at what time? I remember, um... Yesterday, a couple of my Instinct friends were trying to take a bunch of gems, and they were like, I don't know, man, the people that are Team Valor all come out at, like, 3 in the morning and then hold those gems, like, all night. Whereas, like, Team Instinct all have jobs, so they, like, go out at, like, 5 <laughs> o'clock, and then Mystic usually is active in the morning. Um, and I don't know if any of that's true, but I'm really interested. That might actually <laughs> be true. Like, every morning when I go out and look around at the gems, they're always Valor. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then, you know, like, the day will go by, and then, like, even the time, I'll look, and I'm like, oh, my God, Mystic is taking all the gyms over. Might have to fix this. <laughs> but then, like, around nighttime again, when I'm getting ready to settle down, I'll look, and I'm like, oh, Instinct came in and cleaned up all the Mystic gyms. I mean, I guess that's okay <laughs> for now. And, like, the cycle will repeat itself every day. And the circle of life. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm I'm close to one gem that I can like just constantly see on my radar, and it changes hands like every five minutes because there's so many people over there. It's crazy. There's there's one next to my or shopping center next to my addition, and it's been like constantly a level seven gem for Valor, and it's like the bottom tier is like thirteen hundred CP. And I'm like, wow. Jesus, wow. a strong gem. The highest level like, Pokemon. And like the top is like twenty two hundred, and I'm like, holy crap! Yeah, I've seen some of those, like the twenty two hundred Snorlaxes or whatever. Yeah, I was like, where do you even find that many Snorlax egg or candies? Twenty two hundred. I'm like, God, are you spending real money on this game? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of eggs. It's like I don't even know if I could do that if I spent money on this game. I think one of the. I most... don't know. My my roommate just drops lures like constantly every time she's got it open. She's got a. She's got a incense going, and so she's got way more cool stuff than I do, and I'm salty oh. about it. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Just... See, I figured eggs were the easiest way to get cool Pokemon. I think they generally are. Like, that's the best way I to get have... starter Pokemon, anyway. Eggs are such a gamble, though. Like, you don't want to hatch a weed. I mean, I guess the um, the starter Pokemon, allegedly, are in the two-kilometer eggs, which I have confirmed in that I hatched a Bulbasaur yesterday. I'm pretty nice. excited about that. I, uh... Oh, yeah, I've what hatched... did... Oh, sorry, go. I've I've hatched four eggs so far, three two kilometers and one five kilometer, and I the coolest thing I've gotten is a crabby, and the rest were like I think I got like two pidgeys and a weedle. I was pretty uh, upset. That's unfortunate. 
I think I got the best egg, which was a 10k egg. And out of it popped the Snorlax. Unfortunately, it was only like CP 200, so it's not really useful oh. for anything except looking cool. You knocked it off your... But telling your friends you have a Snorlax. And telling my friends I have a Snorlax. Like, maybe I could throw it in the gym and it'd be okay because it does have a lot of health, but like, it's, it's whatever. The rest, of, the rest of my eggs have been kind of crappy. Like, I got a couple of 2k eggs and they were Zubat and, Z and Weedle. Like, I'm like, well... <laughs> I I've got a bunch of cool stuff, but I walk to work every day, and so I've hatched like a muck, and I don't oh. know. It, it's been cool. I'm kind of jealous now. The coolest yeah. I've gotten is a gloom. A gloom from an egg. Yeah. yeah. Well then. One of my friends hatched a bullpex the other day, and I'm so jealous. Oh, I caught one a while ago. Ah, uh, I hate all of you. <laughs> it's only 106 CP though. Happy Not days. even that. I want a Vulpix so bad. <laughs> Vulpix is the best. Yeah. Ninetales is my favorite. And I... One came up on my radar the other day when I walked out of work. And I dropped an incense and wandered around for 45 minutes. Oh. And just it disappeared within five. And I didn't ever even see it on the radar again. I was so upset. That's a... Heartbreaking. That's something we didn't really mention, which, uh, which oh, is yeah. the Pokemon radar. Oh, yeah. And how... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's been... It's a really good idea, but unfortunately, it hasn't been working properly since, like, the first week the game came out. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but, like, ever since the first week, every Pokemon is three footsteps away. Yep. Yeah. Everyone. Go down. So you can't actually pick a Pokemon you want to track and then track it, because it doesn't work. It would literally just be like, yeah, this Pokemon is, like, within a mile of you. Good luck finding Maybe. it. <laughs> yeah. The only tip I've heard is that I've heard there's a small blip if you turn in a circle from like north and then all the way back around. It will do a slight blip when you're facing in the right direction. Like that little green pulse that it does? But like you have to be careful because like the radius of your character pulses. Mm -hmm. And there's also a thing that signifies a change in the list of Pokemon. But someone like said... Yeah. They said if there's, there's a small blip where if you're facing the right direction and you have a Pokemon selected... Uh, it will signify you're facing in the right direction. I want to believe that, but I was tracking a Pikachu for like a long time last night, and it kept telling me I was going the right way, and it just eventually disappeared. Because this, so this like, came from Pokemon but... Go Reddit, so who knows? People in Riot Lion Reddit. Never happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the radar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. When they, they fix it, yes. If they fix it, it's amazing. I do think that, though, like, if if the radar were more reliable, like, I don't know where you guys are, but, like, my, my Pokedex is at, like, I think 82 right now. I feel like if it were more reliable, I'd be done with the game already, and I'd be like, oh, I wish there were more Pokemon. This is lame. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Like, well, it's a good thing hand, there's, like, 500 more Pokemon they can add to the game. Oh, I know, but, like, the new ones, <laughs> aren't they... I've heard rumors that they're maybe going to release Generation 2 in, like, December, yeah. Or maybe that's just when they're implementing trades or like battling between friends. I'm not sure. I heard um, December but I was really the... coming in December. December was the go-to, I believe. And I, they said they were trying to get a summer update out for trading and battling, but I, don't quote me on that one. Oh my god, did they do that? It's just going to like refresh everyone's interest in this game. Just walking up to your friend, trading Pokemon, or just battling them even if it is the I, kind of I guess that's another thing fighting system. is 
we haven't seen two-way battling, you know? Like, is it just going to yeah. be every tapping, both tapping at your screen? At least for now. Or is it going to be like, there's like a saved Pokemon on your profile, and then it's just like attacking a gym, but it's your friend instead of... Your you own know, personal gym. Yeah. yeah, you have to just so like your defender. It's not like a two-way thing, it's a one-way thing, so you can both battle each other, but you're like battling an AI-driven version of your friend. I can see I them feel doing like, that. I feel like that's where it's going to go, because I feel like trying to get the battle system where it is now fluid enough to where registering dodges and special attacks and normal attacks smoothly, <laughs> it's going to be really difficult. Like a similar... Like, you, you fight an AI version of your friend um, in the original, like, red and blue. Like, if you had traded with a friend of yours, you could battle their party, but it was an AI doing it and not necessarily them. Like, if you went back to the trade space after you were done with the little, like, connector cable and everything, I feel like that happened. You might be right, but it's been so long I can't really remember. So I feel like there's going to be a ghost-type thing kind of like that. <laughs> so you can build, like, a friend list and then be like, oh... I haven't battled him in a while, so I'm going to go battle his Pokemon. You can like probably slot like six Pokemon or something like that. And then fight through the list of Pokemon until yours die or his die. It, there... it would be a good thing to implement something like that as soon as they could, because a lot of people are complaining about um, not being able to level up their Pokemon. Like They stay at almost the same level unless you fight a ton of gyms. Yeah. And you win. Oh, I didn't realize they leveled up at all, ever, if you fought gyms. Like, other than powering them up and using candy and stuff. I'm pretty sure they le they get a little think, bit of level up. In I don't gyms, think don't they, they gain any do you, CP. Do you get Stardust oh. for beating gyms? I think you do if you win, right? You might, because then you can use a Stardust to level up, but you, I think you still need to get the candy somehow. Yeah, it's it's kind of like their limiter on the economy... You know, because yeah. they are still trying to make gum or money off of it. So, like, it, oh, you know, we can't have everybody, you know, grinding away by directly leveling up their Pokemon. They have to go out and catch and battle and get this other currency to upgrade. You know, they have to get two currencies to upgrade their Pokemon rather than just going out and using energy or something like that instead. Yeah. It's like you kind of have to think about it from their perspective. Like, we just still have to make money off this, so we have to limit it, you know, to some extent. Yeah, and balance is always a problem because people who... I mean, I guess, like, if they ever do implement, like, leveling up through battling and you can, like, just battle your friends, you could literally just sit there with your friend and battle for, like, the longest time like people would probably like just do it like non-stop and get the highest pokemon without ever having to leave and they'll have super super high cp pokemon um without like really trying too much so like yeah so obviously ais would help out so you can't like purposely lose but then i think they'll if they're smart about it they'll add in a third currency like energy where it's like on a daily limit which would be gross i hate games like that where they limit you based in real time Especially on like a daily level where it's like, oh, you used your Pokemon's eight energy for the day, which, you know, allows you to battle eight times. You know, like, ooh, well, now I have to wait 24 hours or 20 hours or 10 hours to do it again. Like you generate one energy point every four hours or one hour or something like that. 
or you can buy some potion that restores energy, or you can go visit a Poke Center, which I heard are... Oh my god, they can sell elixirs. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's going to come out, some type of system like that. I don't know. I mean, they're still making a lot of money off of it, so maybe they'll kind of give back and not add any more microtransaction-based uh, progression systems, but we'll see. Hopefully not. I think the way that they've been handling it so far has been pretty fair. Yeah, I mean, there's like no real shortcut other than, you know, luring up and... I mean, even uh, if you're buying lures, that's still kind of giving back to other players around you. Yeah. That's so okay in a way. So... Pretty self-serving if you drop an incense, but, like, that only lasts half an hour. True, true. I don't know if it's as good as a lure in the long run, but... Pretty, pretty similar. At least with a lure, you're sitting there at a Pokestop. Better Pokemon, it's just more. Yeah. So at least you're generating a minimum amount of XP in Stardust. Yeah. So let's move on to our wish list for Pokemon Go. Like what we'd like to see implemented either now or in the future. Because let's be honest, this is one of the most. Like, this game has one of the highest potential ceilings I have ever seen out of a game. Like, with a couple of tweaks, this could be the greatest scene of all time, if it isn't already. It's up there. It's pretty close. Go ahead and say it. No nostalgia is clouding our visions here, right? We're, oh, we're, no. we're completely no, unbiased. Completely objective. Coming from an outside view, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Pokemon in my life. Hey, mans, what are those? <laughs> Are they like them Digimans? They're like Yu-Gi-Oh, I think. <laughs> they're, they're like Yu-Gi-Oh. I, mean, right. I mean, there was a card game. There's a card game for everything. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. Thanks for wish lists, anybody? Wants to... um, um, if you can have like fewer Weedle, fewer Pidgey, fewer <laughs> Raditz, that yeah. would be amazing. That would vastly improve the quality of the game overall. I... I agree and disagree at the same time because the common Pokemon are a little too common. Yeah. And the rare Pokemon are a little too rare unless you're living in California or something. <laughs> yeah. If, if they would have done a hard region lock where like they have strict rules where like only certain Pokemon can spawn in only certain spots and like you really have to travel. Instead of doing like microcosm things where every Pokemon you could like potentially get all the Pokemon in your region. Well they they did make some Pokemon country locked. Like, yeah. For example, you can only catch Tauros catch wild Tauros in America. Yeah. You can still hatch it from an egg, but you can only catch them in America. Whereas then, like, in Australia I think you can only catch Kangaskhan there, but you can right. still hatch it in an egg everywhere else, for example. So like that idea is kind of cool. Because, like, it kind of gives your region, like, its own characteristics, you know? Kind of like, you know, we're Midwestern, so, like, obviously we'll get plains and dry lands and maybe some lake-type fish Pokemon. But, you know, if you head out to the mountains, it'd be cooler to get some, you know, a little differenti differentiation in what spawns. I mean, there's a little bit of that variation, because I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard some people that live out, like, in Arizona or in the Rocky Mountain area... They complain that all they ever catch on a daily basis are Geodudes and Sandshrews. Okay. And, I, and I'm like, I would die to have Geodudes and Sandshrews <laughs> all day long. Yeah, I haven't seen any. 
at all. Because you can at least right. evolve those into some badass Pokemon, but over here we're stuck with like Pidgeotos, Rad Radicates. I have too many Radicates. <laughs> so many Beedrills, my Beedrills, like my third best Pokemon. Beedrills have potential, but I mean, they're they're not that great in the long run. You really got to work for it. Also, I think that they did a really good job. This isn't really a wish list item, but they did a really good job of like capturing kind of the spirit of the Pokemon from the original game, like the annoyingness of say like Zubat and Magikarp in particular, because like Zubat shows up everywhere and is still kind of a pain to catch because they're so small and they move so quickly. Yeah. And you need 400 Magikarp to evolve a Gyarados. I know like people I that have done it, but I live in a region that's very lake heavy, so that's. I, I was really pleased with that. I live in the Great Lakes state, and I haven't seen a Magikarp yet. I've seen, like, what? two. Really? I haven't seen one. Wow. I have, like, four. I'm kind of upset about that. You hang out near the lakes? No. Okay. <laughs> that would be your issue, then. <laughs> I have actively driven to the lake to go catch Magikarp and Poliwags. There you go. I know. I, mean, I was at uh, uh, Cedar Point, um, which is which is on a lake, and I was expecting um, to have like some uh, wa a lot more water Pokemon than I'm used to, and I guess I was a little bit surprised because I actually caught a Dratini there. Oh my god! I was pretty oh, excited. Yeah. yeah, but other than that, I it didn't. It was actually mostly still like Rattatas and Pidgeys, and I was like, well. I guess there's not much you can do about that. Common Pokemon are going to be common. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest things on our wish list are probably trading and battling with friends. Yeah. I'd like to see an API released. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it kind of is available. Someone I don't know. If... I know reverse engineered one, but. Yeah, like I don't know if you guys have have seen the uh, PokeVision website. That's yeah. a great tool. I think Reddit killed it 90% of the time. But... It's been available for me most of the time. Really? But it's not really useful for where I live because like, I'll check my neighborhood. And of course, everything in the couple block radius of me is Pidgeys and Rattatas. So I'm like, well, I'm not even going to bother going outside for that. Yeah. But like, that's a cool tool if you want to try to find the more rare Pokemon around you. It will actually like I, yeah. tell you where it's at so you can just head straight there because the radar's not really working. I just wanted to, like, see what the communi community can do with it, because, like, all you see the big games that release the public APIs and people build these awesome apps that just support the community even more. It's like we could get telemetry on stats, and, uh, you know, they could probably get team websites up and stuff like that, where you can start, you know, actually connecting with people in Valor, setting up events and stuff like that, be like, hey, you know. We got this API and it shows us that we're you know kind of weak on this side of town so let's uh send some people over there everybody go for a walk my answer is probably going to be pretty simple and that is uh the thing i want to see most is the introduction of generation 2 pokemon that's because generation 2 were my favorite games so i just want to be able to catch pokemon from those games and i have the hope that when they do that it will sort of diversify the kinds of Pokemon I find around where I live. Yeah. Hopefully a little bit. Start I, catching, uh, what is it? 
the ferret. Centrits. Centrits. I'd be okay if catches centrits and hoot hoots. <laughs> I, I am. I want that to happen, but then again, I was one of those people that stopped playing almost after Ruby, and I like my and like uh, Silver was like my favorite. So I'm a little bit worried to see how how many generations they actually do put in eventually. I imagine all of them. They, yeah, they probably I will. Stop. Yeah. Because it's I like like we said, it's not for they're not aiming for the nostalgia of people, so. But I mean, even if they keep going, and I can I can definitely see people who are really into Pokemon Go, even deciding that maybe the later generations are all right if it means they get to keep playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. yeah. Like who who wouldn't want to say they caught all six hundred and fifty Pokemon in real life by walking to all the different places? That'd be quite the accomplishment. That would. That's take... essentially like a real world Pokemon trainer, like completing a Pokedex, like. It makes you the very best, like no one ever was. Right. I wonder if they'd actually have like some sort of reward for the Pokemon Masters that do that. Because like I think some people have already caught all yep. 141. I would just like to point out that the person that managed to fill up their Pokedex first was on Team Valor. Hey, there okay. we go. Were they cheating though? I heard that you can like. There are cheaters out there, but I'm pretty sure this guy was legit. He had like a whole over. We're all team Valor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not. Out. We're not biased at all. We're we're totally objective. Valor's also the honest team, so you know we fight for truth. <laughs> I think, I I think he had down. over a hundred kilometers logged. Was that about right? I hit a hundred today. Oh my! Wow. So, if my phone could be on the whole time, I'd probably have a lot, but my phone dies really fast. Hey. So. Also, the app has to be open and running, because like, it doesn't just take it out of your pedometer like it says it does. The app actually has to be on. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else also buy an external battery because this game came out? Because everybody that I know did. <laughs> I yeah. was planning on it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure sales of external batteries went up like a thousand percent or something. <laughs> I had I one already, better. but yeah. Yeah, I had a few, but... I, I went on and got one, and I don't regret it at all. It's been pretty nice. Part of the reasoning for buying my new phone was because it had a supported battery pack there. So. There you go. Get Pokemon, saving the economy. Pokemon <laughs> and save the economy. And solving childhood obesity at the same time. Wow. <laughs> oh, good job. Thanks, Pokemon. Doing what Michelle Obama couldn't do in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> yeah. let's go to the next Thanks, everybody. <laughs> that's, and, that's uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, but yeah, is that, I think, that's a pretty good segment on Pokemon Go. I think we've done injustice. I will say, though, Pokemon Go has inspired me to go out and buy more Nintendo stuff, including a 3DS and the newer Pokemon games. So on that front, Nintendo is still the big winners in the, at, at the end of the day. And, you know, the 30% jump in stock is also nice for them as well. So. It was pretty funny, though, after Nintendo came out and said, we're not actually, like, affiliated with this product. We just, like, gave them the okay to do it. We're not, like, making any money off of this. Their stocks <laughs> plummeted all the way back down to where they were. Yeah. That was, was like, oh, maybe they should. I think just from U.S., 
statistics in just iOS alone, they're making, I think, a million and a half launch week each day. A lot of money. And that's one operating system in one country, so there's enough to raise their value like by eight million, I think, in the first three days. At one point, they were worth more than Sony. Yeah. Crazy so, to think about. I'm Sony, sure that will be a roller coaster over the next few months as well. Yeah, as every update comes out, you'll see a small little spike, and then it'll go back down. Another update goes back up. And so there's your financial forecast. Invest before the updates and sell after. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's an update coming out next week? I'm just going to buy this and uh, get ready to sell it. Yeah, so Pokemon Go, game of the year, maybe? Yes, no? Okay, cool. We'll see. <laughs> it might be considered, but I don't know if like people at like gaming conventions will take it as seriously enough to be game of the year. I can see contending, maybe surpassing Clash of Clans and stuff like that. But... Well, it better pass Clash of Clans, because I hate Clash of Clans. Clash of what now? Exactly. Because <laughs> I think they were among the top earners in free-to-play games aren't they they won some awards i know yeah. that last year i think they sure. were right behind league if i'm not correct oh yeah they were they were right behind league for like most um money made for video games i think yeah i mean it was still a ridiculous amount from a free-to-play game but yeah but so is league so so yeah <laughs> that's a whole new thing but uh so how about them other Pokemon games? <laughs> Funny to think that Pokemon Go is making people like want to play other Pokemon games. Like I bet it's totally like advertising without advertising. It worked for me. And and for me too. And <laughs> uh, I keep forgetting which one I have. I have Y, right? Yeah. I just I, I just bought Pokemon Y, and Kyle got Pokemon X. Oh, yeah, that synergy right there. And um, Go ahead. I mean, like, we're not the only ones that are experiencing this. Like, I noticed just, like, two weeks ago, so this was, like, two or three weeks after Pokemon Go came out, the prices of all used Pokemon games went up a lot. <laughs> and they're like, already expensive. Like people are saying that, like copies of Pokemon Black and White, for example, used to be like twenty dollars. They've shot back up to like forty dollars. So like used copies are now selling for the price of new copies. Yeah, like every every Pokemon game now, except for like, I mean, like I guess like Fire. You, it doesn't even matter about uh, the Game Boy Advance ones because. Most, I, I assume most people know that there's an emulator for free anyway for those. And there is for the rest of the games, but it's, like, not as good. That's, but, a, that's a well-kept secret. <laughs> um, But, yeah, like, every game I saw at GameStop was $40 for Pokemon. And I just, I think that they, well, that's probably a lot of GameStop's doing also, because they're greedy and want to make money. But Pokemon... Uh, it's just everyone is just into it right now and I obviously they're taking uh, advantage of that and I have not played a Pokemon game I played 
Fire Red, and I played Silver, and I played Ruby on their respective uh, consoles back then, and uh, or handhelds. And I had not played since Ruby, and I just getting getting uh, Pokemon Y and seeing all the crazy looking. The number of Pokemon <laughs> in the game since the last time you played has like doubled. Yeah, exactly. Like, and there's new types. Well, one new type, Fairy Pokemon. I think. I think is that that's the only one, right? Yeah, I'm Fairy is the newest type. <laughs> okay, I. Uh, and it's crazy how many, just just how ma- how many Pokemon have they've put into this, and like it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of a lot of art to get in to make new Pokemon. Obviously, they didn't try as hard for some as they did for others, but that's I feel like the art department for Generation Four and Five was slipping a little bit. I don't blame them though. <laughs> Although, at, that, at that point, they had like 300 or so. The new yeah. ones in Generation 6 are pretty good. Like, I think these Generation 6 games are probably the best since the first three. Definitely, yeah. And the new po- the Pokemon definitely sp- uh, new for this game are really really good design-wise, too. Um, and I like... I didn't think I'd be liking the new Pokemon because I'm like, all, all the fairy ones and all the... Uh, they all looked like... I don't know. I just didn't like them so much. They looked like too kiddish, like they me- were meant to go in the anime or whatever. And I didn't like it, but I've I found some really cool ones that I like, and I'm finding it that I'm actually liking this a lot better than I thought I would. There we go. The new Pokemon games are good and a great place to jump back in if you are interested in doing that, especially with the uh, new ones coming out later this year. That is a uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. They're supposed to be coming out in November, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like definitely consider that. Sure, you need a 3DS, but the, <laughs> the price of those are starting to come down quite a bit. I think you can get them as low as fifty or sixty now. What uh, what did you think, Kyle, of Pokemon X? I've actually been blowing through it pretty fast, but that's because. I decided I'm gonna build a gimmicky dragon themed team, and it's been that. it's been uh, it's been going pretty well. <laughs> I know we were joking about earlier, like oh yeah, just just get dragons and just throwing floor everything. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. It's been going pretty well. I'm trying to trying to like spice it up and add some uniqueness to some of the Pokemon, but uh, probably will wait and build a really nice balanced team for a future game. I don't know what it would be yet, but something pretty cool do you do that trick where um you only keep five pokemon in your party where you are available to have six because it keeps you kind of ahead of the curve of where everybody else is because they all have six and so you have five slightly stronger pokemon than everybody else has here's one of the big things that they did in the newest games which was the exp share item in the past you used to give that item to one pokemon and then it would split the experience you get between the Pokemon that led your fight and then the one that has the item. So, you know, you could just get to a low level Pokemon and it would train that low level Pokemon. But they changed it now so that you can turn the item on while it's in your inventory and will make it so that all six Pokemon will receive full experience from a battle. Well, not exactly. The, Pretty close the, to it. The one that um, the one that battles will get 100% of the XP. 
and all the rest of them will get 50%. Is it only 50%? Because I feel yeah. like they're all keeping up just fine. It it does. It adds up really fast, surprisingly. Like, it's it makes it a lot more user-friendly, I guess, um, of a game than the than the past Pokemon games because you don't have to grind as much. You can still if you want to, and you'll be very overpowered if you do. But basically, if you just go through and you fight a bunch of battles uh, using the counters of types whenever you, like, as much as you can, fighting um, just gyms and other trainers, you get so much XP that you're, you don't have to fight with Pokemon you don't want to. Like, say you're trying, I, I know I didn't use, like, a Weedle or anything, but say you wanted to use, like, a Weedle and you haven't, now you have a Kakuna, you can't really fight much with a Kakuna, but if you just have him in your party, he will eventually level up and evolve, and you don't have to do anything, you don't have to play as him. And it's nice, like, to uh, catch a, a Pokemon late game, when you're if you're like level 40 and you catch like a level 20 Pokemon, you're gonna like oh this is gonna take forever to get them up to where I need them, and instead of having to like you know have them as your first Pokemon and then switch them out as soon as it's your turn to move, you don't have to do that and it just goes so much faster without like as much struggle I guess, and I really like that because grinding. I I don't I like grinding in Pokemon games. It's just it's so time consuming. So some people have been very vocal in their dislike of the new way experience is shared. Mm -hmm. But like I've been liking it quite a bit because I can just keep a full party of six, just kind of go through the game at a pretty at normal pace. I, like you said, I don't have to train off a wild Pokemon for a few hours to keep up. I can just go through, and by the time I get to the gym or whatever. My Pokemon will be like at the exact same level of the gym, maybe one or two levels below him. So I get there and it's still a really even fight and I don't have to like go out of my way to practice and train beforehand so I don't just straight up get murdered. Yeah. Uh, I know for a fact that they kept that same system in place for the remakes of the Generation 3 games, Alpha, Sapphire, and Omega Ruby. In fact, you get the EXP share in that even earlier than X and Y. You get it before the first gym. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be fun. I mean, and I guess the people that don't like it, they don't have to use it. And they oh, can yeah, you, turn, you can turn, turn it, turn it off. off. Yeah. And it, yeah. Like, I, I didn't read about it um, for, like, I think a couple battles after it, but then I finally, like, looked it up to see what it was. Because um, I was worried, I'm like, is my one that's fighting, you know, not getting as much experience? But once I read about it, I'm like, wow, this is actually a really good deal. And especially, like, if you aren't used to Pokemon games, it's so easy to jump into and not, like, worry about grinding, like I said before. You can just make a team with whatever Pokemon you think look cool. Yeah, like, my girlfriend just was like, I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm catching all of the cute Pokemon. I'm like, that's that's not how Pokemon works. And she's like, well, I'm playing how I want to play. I'm like, okay, you, you do you do that. You, <laughs> I didn't argue too I feel much. like in Generation 2, there's like a gym leader. I want to say it's Whitney, who just has like a Miltank. And like, I don't remember. It's 
it's really annoying, but she's like, I think Pokemon are so cute. And you're, you know, <laughs> immediately dismissive if you know what you're doing. And then she just wrecks you. Um, I was going to say, that that, that Miltank is not cute. That is oh, it's, spawn of no, Satan. No, mean. And she has two revive or not revives, but she has two super potions. So you get them down to like 10 health, and then you're like, oh man, I'm almost through this. And then, no, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm getting like PTSD flashbacks right now. Right? <laughs> Roll out, roll out, roll right. out, Pirate party oh, wipe. It just one so shot everything. So mean. Good games. That's, that's probably still my favorite generation right there. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. But yeah, so kind of how the new Pokemon games are going. If you're interested in playing more Pokemon games as a result of Pokemon Go, I think now is a good time to jump in, or even well, later this year when the new ones come out. Yeah, you might want to wait a little bit. If you're planning on going back to like older generations, maybe wait till Sun and Moon come out because they might other prices might go down. But that's also not a guarantee considering like every game is still fifty bucks. So good point, good point. So other games we've been playing as a late besides Pokemania includes Evolve Stage Two. This is uh, something that kind of surprised me. Although, really shouldn't have because everyone kind of saw this coming, which was the game Evolve going free-to-play. And so we've been diving into that and actually playing that a bit. What do you guys think of the new version of Evolve and its free-to-payness? Well, yeah, uh, Evolve Stage 2 is the first exposure I've gotten to it other than watching, you know, gameplay videos of the original. Um, it's good. It's uh, short, sweet, you know, 10, 15-minute games, you know, uh... There's quite a few characters in it. Obviously, they're all in there, uh, minus a few that are in the rework stage. They've been continuing to add new content. Um, some of you who like diversity, there's not too many different maps, um, so the gameplay can get pretty stale after a couple games. So it's kind of a good game to go play like one or two games and then you know kind of take a break from it because there are a lot of characters, but the maps there's only like three or four, I believe, and um, at a low level, you only have access to, I think, one character of each type, including the monster. Yeah. So it's very, very repetitive at low level. So if you can get yourself to play, you know, like once a day, once every other day, and kind of get your daily win bonuses and your re rewards for coming back on a regular basis and get up to those higher levels, I think that's where it become more rewarding, where diversity is a bigger proponent to the game and it's not just play who you have. Um, but gameplay-wise, I think it's fairly balanced. I've seen games go both ways for monsters and for hunters, um, just depending on how, how good either the hunters are or how well the monster plays. Mm -hmm. um, some of the monsters tend to seem like they might be easier or harder, but there's definitely the skill gap in some of those, or some are, have high skill... Um, abilities that can really allow you to you know trick your opponents and get you to the next level and uh, keep keep yourself ahead of the game and really lets you uh, show how how well you know the game and reward you for being a skilled player rather than it just kind of being like these maxed out stats where um, it really limits people as far as what they can do but I've been impressed with it. It's just maybe not a game you play for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. 
That's the problem I've had with it. Like, if you're sitting there for maybe two or more hours, you start really feeling the repetitiveness of the game. Yeah, so... But yeah, like, short bursts, it's quite a lot of fun. Like, no matter who you're playing. Like, if you're just playing one of the four available hunters, they're all pretty diverse, and they got a bit of a personality to them, so they're kind of fun. But the monster mm -hmm. itself is pretty fun to play, too. I, I, I just like the idea of, like, playing a mini version of Godzilla, and you're <laughs> just, like playing hide and seek with the hunters all until you're like ready to unleash your full power and i'm gonna just like go ham against the people it's pretty fun and sometimes it sucks because then if there's a good hunter and they're always getting you in traps or just constantly slowing you down it's it's like a slow painful death that you get to experience yeah but um, if they add maybe a few more maps and then some other game modes, maybe like a monster brawl or hunter brawl or something like that, that'd be cool but... monster versus monster yeah, I'd be or like a protect the monster thing where there's two hunters on each team and a hunter and a monster. Ooh, interesting. I, I just remember the when we first saw this game, it was a sixty dollar game, and it when it first came out, and when people first got it, it was uh, it was it was weird, I guess, because uh. I don't know. There wasn't there wasn't much content, and people were uh, a little bit upset because there was like two or three of each character of each like type of character, and like two monsters, maybe maybe one monster. I don't remember. And to actually get more content, they would release DLC that you have to buy. And I know that really really upset people. And that's how yeah. that's how this game was definitely like driven to become free to play. Because people were upset and they did not want to pay sixty bucks for like a beta, basically, and then have to pay even more to get actual content. And it wasn't cheap either. It was like fifteen dollars no. for each expansion. It gave you like one monster and two hunters or something like that. Yeah, and like a map. And, and a map. It was. I'm glad to see that like the developers of this game saw that and were able to be like, yeah, well, we will go to free to play. They haven't added any like microtransactions yet, as far as I know. Yeah, but it guessing... looks like it's set up for it because you can see a currency and you get daily bonuses and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm guessing it'll happen eventually because obviously game developers still want to make money, yeah. which is it's not a bad thing. Um, hopefully they're not too greedy about it. And uh, I this game still has a ton of potential, and I'm just going to be watching it and playing it as much as I can handle, I guess, at this point really do hope they're favorite with the microtransactions because this game basically came back from the dead. Yeah, I mean, and the response they, from it was... If they tried to push microtransactions too hard, they're just going to kill it again. So they're they're in a... You gotta, gotta tread that thin line right there. Because, like, as of now, it's a, in a pretty healthy state. It's just not very replayable, I guess, or for it's, a long duration. It's not a very deep game. No. It's like a quick little, oh, three matches here, and then that's about it for the night. Nate, yeah. no Rocket League. <laughs> but yeah, I've been overall impressed with it, so I'm kind of excited to see what they do with it next. Definitely. It's promising. So, Michael. Uh, yeah. Tell us about the present you got for yourself. Okay. Well, to go into the backstory only a little bit. I probably have been wanting a PS4 for like two years now, just because I'm not siding on either side of Xbox or PlayStation. 
because I don't care all that much. Because graphics-wise, it's anyway. I I only I only want a PlayStation for the exclusive games because I feel like I'm missing out. I've played Halo and I love Halo, and I've played Gears of War and I love Gears of War, but I feel like I'm missing out. I haven't played all the PlayStation exclusives that are apparently amazing, and I don't know. I've just been and I've watched I've watched so many people play Bloodborne or The Last of Us or anything like that, and I was like, I need this, so I finally for my birthday bought myself a ps4 and then i bought bloodborne the last of us and the uncharted the first three uncharteds and god of war 3 and assassin's creed unity and the only reason why assassin's creed was in there is because i don't want to play assassin's creed on a computer for many reasons but we won't talk about that um (laughs) And I, I have to say, I'm pretty satisfied with my purchase. It was very, it was an expensive purchase, but I'm, I'm fine with that. I, uh, I've been wanting to play Bloodborne so long, and I've been a fan of like Dark Souls games for a long time, and it totally is so much better to, uh, to be able to play this instead of watch someone play it over and over again and be like no you shouldn't be doing this you need to do this and i can actually correct myself and fail by myself because in dark souls games that happens a lot um (laughs) and then uh what's uncharted uncharted is a series that people compare to tomb raider and assassin's creed a, a little bit it's not too much like assassin's creed but just because of the length of it, I guess, how many there are. Um, and I, I've i always wanted to play it because I've seen trailers for it, and it's always looked really good, and I've always liked... Like, it has story in it, and there's history in it, and just... It's like Indiana Jones, and I love Indiana Jones and all of the movies, and it just appealed to me on, like, every level, and I had never, like, played it before. I heard it. I uh I I beat the first one so far. Have not I've not gone into the other ones and I will event get into that eventually. Uh let's see. Assassin's Creed Unity. I'm sorry, what was that? Have you played The Last of Us already? I w- I was saving that one for last. <laughs> oh my god, it's my top 5. It's a beautiful game. Oh yeah. Love that game. Yeah, definitely. Um, Unity was a little bit of a a disappointment because I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan, and uh, I don't know. It just felt I felt so, something just felt off. I guess I haven't played too much of it, but I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. I will probably touch on it more when I'm when I've beaten it. I feel like every time I see one of the new Assassin's Creed games, I just have to like. Think back to the Matrix and the, the line where she's like, not like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Go back to what was working. Yeah. Um, God of War is something I've always wanted to play. I haven't... Unfortunately, with these games, I've been focusing mostly on The Last of Us and Bloodborne, so I have only, like, barely touched the other ones, and I can probably talk about them more. Of, of later eventually when I beat them also um 
I like God of War. I I did I read the um the Percy Jackson books like all all ten of them, and so I've always like I've always loved the uh, the Roman and Greek gods because I always thought they were really cool in the, those books. But now to be killing them feels a little weird. But the game is awesome. The gore and the fighting style and all of that is amazing. So maybe I'll get over it. <laughs> it still has a ton of history in it, which is really cool. Um, okay, now to the best, the best of the games. Like they said, The Last of Us is probably in my top three, maybe even my my favorite game ever, because of so many reasons. The Last of Us is just just thinking know. about it. It's me in the feels. Yeah, it is it. It is very, very emotional and very, very action-based at the same time. And it's it's the best I can describe it is like watching, I mean, playing a movie, basically. A very, very well-written in movie. I, uh, I know that didn't like it. Didn't like that it was like a third-person over-the-shoulder game. That was the only complaint that I heard. Yeah. I mean, if you want a first-person survival game, there's other options out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not exactly rare these days. Not rare, no, definitely not. And uh, I love the uh, the story. Really caught my attention back when The Last of Us first came out. Was that it's a zombie game, but it's not like a, any other zombie game. Basically, it's more like it's a lot more survival than it is zombie focused. And it's a lot more, like, it's a lot more brutal when it comes to zombies. And the way, I mean, the way, it, the origin story for the zombies in this game is really unique and interesting with the fungus and the spores. Um, and the way, like, the zombies can eventually, like, degrade into clickers and how they are essentially blind and they actually use like echolocation basically to find you is just like yeah it's just i don't know this game when it it came out like what like two or three years ago two 2013 like three years ago it just so many leaps and bounds for its time like now now there are games that are coming out that are like it and we've seen um Days Gone, a lot of people were like, before they said that, before they announced it or anything, were like, this looks like The Last of Us. And everyone got really excited for a second. And, uh, it just, it was really surprising to me, especially, and a lot of other people, that this came out so good for its time. And I know I can't help tearing up at like at least like three or four different parts in the game, and I've beaten it once or once already, and like I'm like halfway through it again. I'm not apparently I'm not allowed to play it though unless my girlfriend's in the room because she's like into the story, and like I'm like just be be careful because it it'll get you like five minutes ten minutes into the game and like his daughter dies and you're like. You don't know what to do with yourself anymore. Like, do I still want to play the game? <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Is the game over? And the combat definitely 
like it's it's it is third person and I I don't know how else to describe it. It was really good, honestly. But one of the things that I loved about combat was that you like you build your own weapons for the most part, like based on the things that you find laying around. And then yeah. like all of your weapons are finite, like all of them break. And eventually it's just like you with a brick taking out zombies. Like it's so brutal. Yeah. And you like, and ammo is super spare, uh, scarce and you have to be really like, I don't know, like, uh, take your shots I, wisely. Yeah. I've been finding myself. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to shoot these guys. I can just run up to them and hit them. And it'll cost me like some health, or maybe I'll get in over my head. And <laughs> but it really makes you think, like maybe this is this is it's just so realistic in the way it it does all that. And the enemies in this game are like so smart. I was really su- surprised how smart the AI was when dealing with humans and zombies. Um, like the humans will like the humans and thieves they'll know like if you run out of ammo and like your gun clicks they will hear that and they will all yell it and they'll like run at you and because and they'll like say it they'll they'll say it and they'll all like run at you because they're like hey he's out of ammo let's rush him or like when you bring out a gun they'll all start running away and they actually they move around a lot and they're not like normal ai and it's what I'm getting at is just everyone needs to play this game, basically. 10 out of 10 must play. Exactly. Was that everything you played on PlayStation 4 as of late? Uh, yes, I think so. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> now you can look forward to all those exclusives that were announced at E3 this year. Yeah, that's one thing I'm definitely looking forward to. Spending all of my money. Always a good feeling, isn't it? <laughs> What's the point of money if you're just gonna hold on to it? I mean, come on. Uh, so, is there anything else you guys have been playing as of late that you're pretty jazzed about, or was is that kind of just everything? A lot of Pokemania. I've been busy, unfortunately. It happens. Well, yeah, many think... people when they want to buy attention from many things, there is no life. There is only Pokemon. So that's where I'm at. Wise words. Alright, so let's go ahead and move on to some news that has happened during the month of July. Nothing's really like groundbreaking or just really stands out to me, but we'll go ahead and go through it anyway. Uh, first things first, Devil Shores Online Gold Edition was announced, which is a like package deal where you can buy the Elder Scrolls Online and all the DLC. And that's supposed to be coming out later in September. I know uh, me, Michael, and Noah were talking about maybe jumping into that sometime, so it's kind of good timing that that happened, I guess. I mean, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Might happen, might not. Um, Warhammer Vermintide is coming to consoles this October. Mm-hmm. That's a game we've been praising quite a bit ever since it came out. Now it's going to be available on all the systems. That'll be good. I hope that it'll have... Um, cross uh, console. I probably will be a long time before that I happens. Doubt it. But it'd be nice because the, the community for it right now is a little bit small. Right, yeah. 
I'm hoping this will kind of rejuvenate it and bring more life to the game. Because it's been kind of hard to get into matches, at least with people. Like, there's always the bot option, but playing Left 4 Dead-like games with bots is not really the best option. The last resort kind of thing. Yeah. All right, so then next thing we have on our list is the new expansion for Star Wars The Old Republic was announced called Knights of the Eternal Throne. Uh, we were talking about, that, about this before the show started, but like, it's kind of crazy that there's this really high-budget, free-to-play Star Wars game out there and no one's really talking about it or really saying how good it is. Like People are saying it's good, but like, I don't really hear too many people saying, oh, yeah, man, Star Wars games... Well, it's just it's been around. It's, it's, or no. it's five years old. They're celebrating yeah. their fifth anniversary this year. So I imagine that they're, they've settled into their community pretty easily. So perhaps that's it. they're serving. So but I, like, I'm pretty sure the game is still free to play. So Star Wars nerds that haven't jumped in yet, there's a free Star Wars game. And there's an expansion coming out for it. So check it out. Come in. Um, next up, Koei Tecmo's Berserk is launching this fall in the West. I'm not really familiar with the Berserk anime or the manga series. So for those that are a fan of that, they can look forward to the Western release of the video game later this year. Episode 1 of Life is Strange is now free to play. Sorry, Completely free. I bought that. <laughs> that five dollars you could have saved i know it's probably less than that now i think like the complete package is 10 no, I, I bought the complete package for like two dollars it's okay okay not a big deal <laughs> but life is strange it's a great game in my opinion like i'd honestly rate it as one of my favorite games from last year i think it was top five for me uh never thought i would like it as much as i did but like i just found the characters really charming and inter interesting and the kind of consequences that you have to face, even though you have like time rewinding powers, was really cool too. Uh, it's a good game, unique art style. I highly recommend it, especially now that the first part of it's free. It may be the weakest of the five episodes, but it might still be interesting enough to hook you in. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's, it's worth a look in my opinion. Uh, interesting enough, Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 was announced for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PlayStation and PC. Apparently, people are really excited about more Pac-Man nowadays. <laughs> I I don't really understand. I'm not a huge Pac-Man guy, but I mean, I can appreciate it, what it did back in the, the good old days. But uh, I, I like the way the visuals for the new one look. It, it's bright and colorful, and there's, like, neon aesthetic to it, so it seems pretty nice. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, for fans of Sonic, he is celebrating his 25th birthday. Oh, gosh. And for his 25th birthday, Sega announced brand new Sonic Mania, which is a return to the old-school 2D versions of Sonic that most fans had just been wanting them to do since... 2D, 2D Sonic games. That's good. <laughs> the other Sonics were not as good. I will say, though, like, watching YouTubers play the 3D Sonic games is pretty entertaining. 
with it's it's more of a glitch than a game. Especially, but yes. I think one of the most iconic games of all time are the Game Grumps and their playthrough of Sonic on the Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah. That gets me every time, especially the part where they start getting really frustrated by all the glitches and whatnot in the game. It's a good time that we had. Yeah. Unless you're the one playing it. <laughs> Aaron gets a little mad. <laughs> uh, uh, other news includes Microsoft has cut the price of the Xbox One down to $250. Just before the release of the new Xbox One S. So I think that one is still going to be $300 when it launches. So if you want a slightly cheaper version of an Xbox One, here's your chance. I don't know if it's worth it. Like, I feel like if you're going to get an Xbox One, you should just go for the better version of it. But what do I know? I, I don't have an Xbox One. Darksiders is getting a 4K supported remaster version of it later this year. I'm pretty sure it's, it's PC only because of the 4K support. But I'm pretty sure if it sells well, they'll be looking to port it to Xbox One and PlayStation 4 eventually. I, I like Darksiders quite a bit. It kind of mixes elements of like God of War and Legend of Zelda together in a pretty interesting mix. So I'm always hoping that it does well because I'm still waiting for the series to eventually get back in its feed, maybe a third one to come out. But that's me probably just being naive and hoping for something that's not going to happen. And then on to the juicy rumors. The things we all want to happen, or maybe not. First one is apparently Rockstar is going to be unveiling Red Dead Redemption 2 at Gamescom later in August. Can only hope. If this doesn't happen, Kyle, I will be so upset with you. <laughs> I'm just getting your hopes up for nothing, am I? I know. I feel like it's inevitable at this point, so we'll just have to hang in for another month. month. I feel like even if Rockstar were like, Hey, Grand Theft Auto Six. People would be I'd like, be okay with that. People would be like, "Where's Red Dead?" <laughs> oh, Red Dead, not not Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Even though Grand Theft Auto is still the best, like the best-selling franchise of all time, or something like that. It still is. Yeah. I, I think know. it's too soon for Grand Theft Auto Six, honestly. Yeah, I feel like GTA Five still has some, yeah, like a year or two of solid <laughs> updates. Like... They just had that big update for Grand Theft Auto Five, didn't they? Yeah, it makes it like track mania, basically. I still have a hard time imagining that. Pretty amazing. You should look it up. There you go, Grand Theft Auto players. Uh, last bit. I don't really know how I feel about this, but it's interesting to think about. The rumor is Nintendo's NX console is going to be a portable console with detachable controllers. So the diagram kind of suggests that it's like a 3ds or a ds for example but you can hook it up to like your home television and use the the system like the controller while you play on the the big screen for example but then if you need to you can just unplug it and take your console games on the go through the handheld now yeah. i don't um, know how viable of a piece of hardware that would actually be but it does seem like something that nintendo would do is there continuation oh. in their theme of mobile versus static? They haven't really... I don't know what kind of games they plan on releasing for it. 
besides the usual Mario, Legend of Zelda kind of things? Yeah, like what would be, I mean, if there's a benefit to playing a game on the go, I think there's, if there's like an incentivized thing that you can do with that, similar to Pokemon Go, but not necessarily, since it's not really Nintendo. That'll just, be, it'll be interesting to see what they do. They could just make Pokemon Go too. <laughs> I'm into yeah. that. <laughs> or, or, version. or they could make Pokemon Snap. Oh my god. But real life, like real life Pokemon Snap. It's like if you have this, you can play Pokemon Go on it and have Pokemon Snap functionality. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm 10% so, I'm, comes to us if they do it. I'm so upset there's no Pokemon Snap for Wii U. <laughs> you have a tablet controller with like a camera on it and you still haven't made the Pokemon picture game. Like what's wrong with you? I think we're long overdue for a reboot of Pokemon Snap. I will buy... Ten copies once it happens. Can I have one? <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we, we'll talk about that later. He needs all ten of them. <laughs> I need all ten. It's like, you have no I'll idea how much... I'm going to be playing it a lot. I need all ten CDs. I think it frustrated. Only half will survive. I say CDs, but then I remember another rumor is that they're going to be going to cartridges for the next game, like the old... Nintendo 64 or the way they're doing the 3DS games now. If it, if it is, um, if it is, uh, like, more mobile, I guess that would be safer. Would it? Because they don't have to compete with PlayStation or Xbox as much? Well, I mean, like, I, I meant, like, uh, hardware-wise. I think it'd be safer, like, to, uh, have a mobile thing. Like, with cartridges, would most likely harder to break. At least I know... All of Nintendo's cartridges before have been really hard to break. Um, can, like if you're if you're moving around a lot, but discs have always been super, like, super easy to just scratch or accidentally step on and break. So if they are doing like something mobile, I guess it it would work like that. To be honest, I'd be totally okay with everyone going back to cartridges. Yeah. Maybe I'm just nostalgic, but yeah, it's like it keeps the game safer and your save data is right there on the game. You don't have to keep it on the hard drive or whatever. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just full of nostalgia. Who knows? Back in my day, that's how <laughs> games were. That's how all games were. So, um, yeah, kind of wrap up that. Another thing that happened this year, uh, this month, it's not really news, but the 2016 Evo happened, which is basically the biggest fighting game tournament of the year. Thousands of people get together, so it's always a good time. Um, so yeah, so like, I didn't really get to watch too much of it this year, but I'm sure there's VODs of it available out there somewhere. At least the finals are always super hyped. So, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about that, but it did happen. The, there were games including Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, Guilty Gear XRD, Pokemon Tournament, Super Smash Bros. Wii U, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Mortal Kombat 10, Mortal Kombat X, I don't know how you want to pronounce that, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom, and Killer Instinct. But before we move on, unfortunately, I'm going to have to bid farewell to Noah for the night. He needs to be going, so I'm going to wish him a goodbye. Thank him for coming on, and of course, he'll probably be back for the next episode, most likely. I don't know why he wouldn't be. We're, we're kicking him off. <laughs> we're kicking him off. Surprise announcement. He doesn't know about it. <laughs> Shh, don't tell him. So, uh, let's move on to the last part of the show we have here, which is just kind of recapping 
the new releases of the month. Let's we'll go through this really quickly. Mech multiplayer game Hawken has come out for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Banner Saga 2 has come out for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Pokemon Go has been released worldwide for the most part on pretty much every mobile device. So you've probably been outside and playing that by now, I'm assuming. Is it in every country? I want to say it's almost every country. There's a couple. Probably one or two that haven't got it yet, but I don't know what they are. And I'm sorry for being ignorant. It's okay. Most people are playing it. Yeah. Most people. Everybody who's anyone. <laughs> if you're not playing it, you're not someone. Exactly. So, so go catch a Pokemon today. Go catch many. Go catch many. Catch up. <laughs> Inside, which came out later part of last month, has been released for the PC. The Ghostbusters video game has come out for PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. Don't play it. <laughs> Don't play Tell it. Tell us why. Did you play it? Do you are you allowed to have an opinion? I actually have no idea. Just tell us why not to. <laughs> it, it's like the epitome of generic game. Oh, oh, it's it's like a it's, it's a literally movie. a movie video game. It's not really been based on the movie. Like it takes place in that same movie universe of the new one, but like afterwards with different characters. Oh, really? But like really, all it is it's like a Diablo clone. That's not Diablo. If you, know, if, if you know what that means. But like, it's Diablo with Ghostbusters. Hmm. You can just kind of imagine how that would feel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Co-op hack and slash action game Necropolis has been released for on Steam. Kerbal Space Program came out for PlayStation 4. Metroid-inspired Son of the Deep came out for PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. Resident Evil 5 got its next-gen update for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Fallout Shelter has been released on PC. That's weird. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> it should have probably just stayed on the tablets. But if it makes some money, then I don't see why not. Monster Hunter Generations has been released for 3DS. And that's something we can actually play now. It's kind of weird. Never played. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. We can play the 3DS games now. I, I've never played Monster Hunter before. I've heard lots and lots of good things, and I know my girlfriend loves it, but I have never played it, and I it looks like fun, but it looks very, very time-consuming. I'm too busy playing Pokemon. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Undertale has been released for Linux systems. I can't really say enough good things about that game. Super unique. Mm -hmm. I Am Satsuna has been released for PC and PlayStation 4. Sword Coast Legends got its Xbox One and PlayStation 4 releases. Starbound is finally leaving early access. The one of the most expensive games of all time is apparently finally coming out for play, for PC later this month. Uh, we Happy Few has gotten an early access release for PlayStation Xbox One. Fallout 4's DLC Vault Tech Workshop has come out for PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. So now you can go out and build your own vault. Survive the apocalypse your way. I need it. <laughs> and finally, Stardew Valley got a Mac and Linux release. I absolutely love Stardew Valley. Same. Very good game. Definitely recommended. Who knew that Farming Simulator was going to be one of my favorite games of the year? <laughs> I mean, it's not just farming. 
and it's there's there's fishing and there's story. The story's pretty nice, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Stardew Valley is great. Play it. <laughs> uh, then, looking forward to next month. We have these are the following titles, kind of in chronological order, the way they're coming out. Includes Abzu, Telltale's Batman, Ooh. the Xbox One S, No Man's Sky, Grow Up, Tales of Basaria, Gamescom 2016 is happening, Ark Survival of the Fittest is coming to PlayStation 4, F1 2016, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, the Attack on Titan video game, Verdun, the World War I realistic shooter, World of Warcraft is getting its Legion expansion pack. Another one. Another one. It just never ends. It never will. Wow. Resident Evil 4 is getting its next-gen update for the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and first-person puzzle shooter game, kind of like Portal, the Turing Test will be coming out for PC and Xbox One. So, if any of that sounds interesting to you, you have that to look forward to for August. And that's going to wrap up this episode of Mouse and Joystick. I hope everyone listen in, had a good time, joined some Pokemans chat, or anything else that we were talking about tonight. Mostly Pokemans. So many Pokemans. Now if you excuse me, we all have some Pokemons to go outside and catch. I'm not going outside. Well. <laughs> I'm not going outside. <laughs> <laughs> There's people outside and animals it's, and it's fresh crazy. air. People are catching Pokemons. Chill out. They're stealing my Pokemans. <laughs> It's raining, and there's food here. See, what you need is a good old-fashioned drying pan, like Brock from the anime. <laughs> Just take the frying pan, run outside, go catch a Pokemon, have a good time. Be an American. It rained for my birthday party, and I just insisted that everybody go out and go catch Pokemon. That it's, was a thing. See, so, that that's the spirit right there. If I can convince six other people to do that, I think it was six to ten, actually, you also can do that. I, I am mad impressed right now. <laughs> Not even mad. So anyway, from all of us here at Mouse and Joystick, I hope you all have a wonderful month and hope to see you back for the next episode. Bye-bye. Wake me.